coming up on 5-Minute News. Giuliani liable in defamation case for withholding information. Students campaign for gun safety after murder of faculty member. And Hurricane Idalia heads for Georgia after slamming Florida. It's Thursday, August 31. I'm Anthony Davis. A federal judge on Wednesday held Rudy Giuliani liable in a defamation lawsuit brought by two Georgia election workers who said they were falsely accused of fraud, ruling that the former New York City mayor gave only lip service to complying with his legal obligations while trying to portray himself as a victim in the case. U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell said the punishment was necessary because Giuliani had ignored his duty as a defendant to turn over information requested by election workers Ruby Freeman and her daughter Wandria Ershay Moss as part of their lawsuit. The decision moves the case toward a trial in Washington that could result in Giuliani being ordered to pay significant damages to the women, in addition to the tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees he's already being directed to pay. The workers' complaint from December 2021 accused Giuliani, one of Donald Trump's lawyers and a confidant of the disgraced former president, of defaming them by falsely stating that they had engaged in fraud while counting ballots at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. In a statement on Wednesday, the women said they had endured a living nightmare and an unimaginable wave of hatred and threats because of Giuliani's comments. Nothing can restore all we lost, but today's ruling is yet another neutral finding that has confirmed what we have known all along, that there was never any truth to any of the accusations about us and that we did nothing wrong. We were smeared for purely political reasons, and the people responsible can and should be held accountable, they said. The ruling compounds the legal jeopardy for Giuliani at a time when he and Trump are both among 19 defendants charged in a racketeering case related to efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. It also creates the potential for a massive financial penalty for Giuliani as the case proceeds to a federal trial where a jury would determine damages he may be liable for. A shooting that left a faculty member dead and frightened students at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill has galvanized gun safety advocates and local Democrats who rallied the grieving campus community to fight for stricter state gun laws. About 600 students held protest signs on a large lawn in the heart of the campus and bowed their heads during a moment of silence as the iconic campus bell tower rang in honour of the deceased associate professor Ziji Yan. Yan, who led a research group in the Department of Applied Physical Sciences, was fatally shot on Monday by one of his graduate students inside a science lab building at the state's flagship public university. Students who spoke at the rally described hours of terror and confusion during a lockdown and police manhunt that resulted in the arrest of Taylor Key, who has been charged with first-degree murder and having a gun on educational property. Key briefly appeared on Tuesday in Orange County Superior Court, and Judge Sherry Morell ordered that he remain jailed without bond. 
March for Our Lives co-founder David Hogg, who launched the nationwide gun control movement in the immediate aftermath of a fatal mass shooting at his high school in Parkland, Florida in 2018, hugged teary-eyed students, several who he had met previously. He urged them to take their pain and anger to the ballot box. Hogg criticized North Carolina Republicans, who hold a narrowly veto-proof supermajority in the General Assembly, for enacting legislation this year that repealed a permit system requiring sheriffs to evaluate gun applicants before they could purchase a pistol. Hurricane Idalia plowed into Florida's Gulf Coast on Wednesday with fierce winds, torrential rain and pounding surf before weakening but turning its fury on southeastern Georgia, where floodwaters trapped some residents in their homes. Hours after Idalia slammed ashore as a powerful Category 3 hurricane at Keaton Beach in Florida's Big Bend region, packing winds of about 125 miles an hour, authorities were still trying to assess the full extent of damage in the hardest-hit areas. Video footage from the region around Idalia's landfall showed ocean waters washing over highways and neighborhoods swamped by extensive flooding at midday. In a late afternoon news conference, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said there were no immediate reports of hurricane fatalities and that it seemed most residents in vulnerable, low-lying areas had heeded evacuation orders and warnings to move to higher ground. Feeding on the warm, open waters of the Gulf of Mexico as it churned toward Florida, gaining strength after skirting western Cuba on Monday as a tropical storm, Idalia unleashed destructive winds and torrential downpours that were forecast to cause flooding of up to 16 feet deep along Florida's Gulf Coast. By early Wednesday afternoon, the eye of Idalia had left Florida, though parts of the state, particularly in the north, were still being buffeted by storm bans. Florida's Gulf Coast, southeastern Georgia, and eastern parts of North and South Carolina were forecast to receive four to eight inches of rain through today, with isolated areas seeing as much as a foot of rain, the National Hurricane Center warned. Georgia authorities were monitoring the system as it entered the state. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Kearns and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far, we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons, and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.